0: ah
1: the feels the feels
0: oh my god i was so excited to see what they were gonna do with this
1: it's the long-awaited remake of disney's the lion king and we just can't wait to gush our millennial love all over this film She's Kaylee, I'm Tuesday.
0: Get ready to sing along. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. Everything you see exist together in a delicate balance while others search for what they can take a true king searches for what he can give run away simba and never return (laughs) Take your place in the circle of life. It's safe to say we can skip the synopsis for this movie, so I think let's go right in and start off with discussing the incredible cast. The star power in this film is blinding. We have Danny Glover is adult Simba, Beyoncé as adult Nala, James Earl Jones reprises his role as Mufasa, Chiwetel, EGF4, is Scar, John Oliver is Zazu, Seth Rogen is Pumbaa, and Billy Iker is Timon.
1: You okay there? Need a breath? Okay, I'll I'll survive this one, I promise. (laughs) There are even more notable names, but that at least just gets us started with our main characters. So, we have the OG 1994 movie,
0: which is completely beloved. We have the Broadway play that sells out and is still touring today. We're actually going to see it this next season coming up. And then there was, like, the second movie that went straight to VHS, I think. We don't really talk about it. And then there was the Timon and Pumbaa TV show spin-off thing.
1: So, I, I guess this was just kind of the next step in our journey? For sure. I mean... We've known that Disney has been going through the repertoire of remaking all their films in some fashion of CGI, live action. Actually, Disney was very persnickety about how we would call this film because it's not necessarily live action. It's not necessarily CGI, but we will save that for a little bit later in the review. Okay, so what are your opinions on this one? Well, I should probably provide some context to this. (laughs) The Lion King is one of the first movies I remember seeing in a movie theater as a child. Like that opening scene, just like we heard at the top here, that music, the sun coming across the horizon, like I just have so much emotion attached to this film. So kind of like me in Toy Story. Very much like you in Toy Story. Like, I'm not going to lie. I started to tear up and even like cry a little bit in this film, the moment that the first opening uh, chorus sounded no secret I did too (laughs) I mean how can you not it's such beautiful music and I just was so concerned about them doing this film justice and I know the director John Favreau you know he was very concerned about making sure that he didn't necessarily step on toes but also made this film as amazing as it could possibly be and i mean he's the guy who's behind movies like elf the jungle book the 2016 disney live action version he was also like with iron man like he's got so many films under his belt that i feel like he was the a great pick to be the director of this film and i think he knocked it out of the park Uh, for me it was wonderful So
0: picture, like, a word-for-word copy of the original movie, but it's digitally times 10 remastered. (laughs) It's safe to say if you liked the original, you're going to like this one. I actually liked it better than that 2016 Jungle Book you were just talking about. It it was remade in a very similar format to this one. Kaylee, you know a bit about the visuals on this, right?
1: Yeah, so if we recall, the Jungle Book from 2016 I believe it won the best Oscar for visuals. Like, it was really innovative on how they put the characters up on screen. I'm very persnickety about CGI creatures. If it's something that I know, if it's an elephant, it's better frickin' move and look and act like an elephant. They could not quite master that in The Jungle Book. Like, everything about the creatures in that movie, I'm like, they did not look real. They did not look authentic. And I know when you're animating an animal that talks, what does that look like? So, you know, you have to give up some leeway, but they were really pushing that realism look. And it just, it bothered me. So I didn't care for the Jungle Book. They pioneered some brand new technology for The Lion King. And they seemed to have fixed that problem because I watched that film very, very closely. And I could not find any flaws with how the animals moved, uh, how their shadows hit the ground, how the, the environments reacted to their weight, the muscles, like everything in there was just spot on. And it's basically this blend of CGI uh, and live action filmmaking techniques. And so they're calling it photo real. So this is where Disney's all like, we're not going to call this uh, live action or a CGI. This is photo real. And even the environments were actually digitally created, which when you see this film, that in itself is remarkable because everything looks like they actually took a camera and did like filming action shots in these locations. But when you really are
0: watching, you're almost trying to figure out what was live action and what was more of the digitally animated and formed. And it's very interesting if you really, you know, dig down deep into the internet and Reddit and, you know, people who have, have, gone through press notes and really studied what is, quote unquote, real and fake. And it's so hard to differentiate between them. It's so beautifully
1: done. And when you think about it, too, like they really could put computers and digital technology to full power here because they didn't have any live actors like they did in The Jungle Book. Like there was nobody running through a green screen set. So they could really, down to the minute granules of sand, create those and animate those. It was just, it's spectacular. Like, if this is now the future of CGI, I'm, like, all for it. Like, this blows Avatar out on the water, and we all remember how spectacular that film was when that came out years ago.
0: And really similar to some of these other movies that are coming out, it really is, again, a love letter to millennials. Uh, The director's actually quoted as saying, it's such a beloved property Disney has had tremendous success with the original animated version and then the Broadway musical. I knew that I had to be very careful with it. I felt a tremendous responsibility not to screw it up. I wanted to demonstrate that we could be respectful of the source material while bringing it to life using mind-blowing techniques and technologies. And if that was his goal, he did a darn good job of it. Oh, yeah.
1: John, like I said, knocked it out of the park here on this one. And it, I feel like it really broke new ground. But let's talk a little bit about like, the songs and the music, because that is a huge part of The Lion King. And, you know, we have new voice actors. We, we kept one. We kept James Earl Jones. But we have new voice actors. We all know that Glover slash Childish Cambino can sing. Obviously, Beyonce can sing more than she can act. How did you feel that the, the music turned out for for this round? Well, you know, in
0: in respecting its past, they weren't at all changing lyrics. And for me, it just kind of feels like a really beautiful 2019 facelift to all the songs where we're now relating to, you know, it, it was Elton John, and now it's kind of like the next generation of musicians that we love are now taking that place and filling that void. And I mean, yes, they're quote unquote remaking it, but it's it's so spot on to the original, if anything, like a, a good facelift.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. So we, we got to talk about this because there's been some angry trolls on the interweb saying that this is too much of a shot for shot version of the actual animated feature. And, of course, not everybody's going to be happy. Somebody's got to complain about something. That didn't bother me. In fact, I was relieved that it was almost shot for shot. That just satisfied the need in my heart. Well, and don't get
0: us wrong. There, you know, in the original, there's a time where Timon and Pumbaa are supposed to be a distraction. You know, by no means are they putting real animals in hula skirts and making them dance around. But it very much is for me, scene for scene. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Don't mess with the original, which was
1: perfect. I know, I, I love that. The, the one of the songs that I felt like that got shortchanged was Be Prepared, Scar's song with the hyenas, like they really shortened that one up. And um, I was hoping for something maybe a little bit more spectacular, sort of like the animation, but I don't think you can make like violet green volcano cesspools look Look very realistic on that.
0: I'll say Scar still scared me. So
1: it it did its job. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, Chiwetel did a fantastic job. Because if you recall, Jeremy Irons originally played Scar, and he is such an iconic voice. But Chiwetel, like, owned Scar, and I think was able to really capture his essence almost better than any of the other characters, with the exception of James Earl Jones. Glover did a great job as adult Simba and everything. But there's something just about the essence of the character of Scar that I really feel like Chiwetel managed to embody. And that being said, my my minor critiques for this film, and it's probably because I'm so used to the beats and the rhythm and the pacing of the cartoon version, that I felt like some some of the dialogue and the pacings of some of the scenes felt a little quick. So my emotional payout wasn't as big. But that's a very persnickety critique. I wish I had something to
0: critique. I guess mine would be a personal one in the fact that when you know the actors, it's hard to break out the actor's voice from the character. Like I kept seeing Seth Rogen. (laughs) But he was also the comic relief, so that makes sense. Um, but And that's just something I personally do, and so it has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever.
1: <laughs> well, I, I like Seth Rogen as Pumbaa a lot, too. I, I have to say, most of the characters, the casting was really just well done. I am unsure how I feel about Beyoncé as Nala. Now, yes, she can sing, and that's hugely important. I'm kind of lukewarm on her delivery of her actual lines and the acting like it didn't wow me for example like to or or even billy or seth although nala did get a little bit more uh scenes in this film but she still felt very much like a side character so it may not be fair to say that beyonce doesn't have acting chops when she didn't have a lot to work with anyways
0: Well, and when it comes with Beyonce, girl, we love you, but you're not an actress. Uh, Let's just be happy it wasn't her on screen
1: uh, for the performance, because then we'd have a lot more to talk about. (laughs) Definitely. Well, I mean, I could continue to gush about this movie for probably another 30 minutes, but it'd just be me saying, I love it, I love it, I love it, go see it, I love it.
0: <laughs> and we highly recommend you go see it on the big screen, and if you can, like an IMAX,
1: because oh, yes. it,
0: it's a night and
1: day difference, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, the, the, the sound mixing in this film, we didn't even really delve into that, phenomenal. So even just a Cine Capri, if you can't even see it on IMAX, it is totally worth it. Well, I don't know about you, Tuesday, but it's definitely hot and sweaty and dusty out here on the Serengeti. I'm ready to head down to the watering hole. Ugh, I thought you wouldn't say it soon enough. So, um, for my drink for this movie, like, it has absolutely nothing to do with The Lion King and everything to do with the fact that it's hot. (laughs) I want a frozen margarita, extra tequila, extra frozen, extra salt, more limes, please, because just diet here oh it
0: is awful so I was seven when the Lion King came out so I'm gonna kick it old school (laughs) and I am gonna have a juice box and I'm gonna dump a little vodka shot into that juice box and sit back and enjoy
1: oh my gosh like did you ever use to open the juice box carton tops just, oh yeah, like, you know. Well, of course, when you're a kid, you're obviously not pouring the black in <laughs> that way. But I always liked like to tear them open when I was done with them. I don't know why. I was just like I felt the need to destroy because you were an angry, angry child. I had some angst, I guess. <laughs> I was just like I just feel like taking it apart. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. Make sure you are part of the pride and subscribe. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Don't be left
0: out of the herd. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, for all of the newest reviews, stop by
1: whiskeyandpopcorn.org. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you inside a cool theater at the movies. Yeah, yeah and the wind is dark.